Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about this passage of scripture in Hebrews chapter 4, where it tells us there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, but we have to labor to enter into that rest. Seems like kind of a contradiction. We have to labor to enter into the rest. And I've been thinking about this lately, because sometimes we have areas where we believe in God for answers to prayer, believing God for breakthroughs in areas. And it seems like we have to labor to enter into the rest in those areas a lot of times. Where it's like we're we're working, we're praying, we're believing, we're trying to turn it over to God. But we're not quite there yet. Where we're fully into that rest. And it seems like I've just been thinking about this concept. When we get to the place where it's just automatic, where we stay at rest in that area of life. For example, it could be in the area of health, you got an issue that just keeps popping up over and over, and we're trying to turn it over to God, but we got to get to that place where we fully rest, where just our automatic response when issues and pressures come up in that area is to rest. It's like we got to labor to enter into that rest. We got to work at it until it's our automatic response. So we're going to be taking communion over this today, asking for God's help with it, because I don't think we can do it on our own. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was just doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and my life was way out of balance. I was, had the stress and pressure of the business on me. And I got into some tough times in the business, where my business has got some months where I'm losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. It wasn't for a lack of seeking or searching because I've been traveling all over the country, studying with some of the best health and fitness experts. I've been reading books, taking courses, going to seminars, and not just health and fitness, but all kinds of other areas as well. I was seeking for a better way. I just remember walking my, my wife, telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. And shortly after that, I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter for the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one morning, Proverbs 13, 22, just seemed to jump off the page at me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? After some time of thinking about it, I came to the conclusion that the most valuable thing we could pass on would be wisdom for how to truly live. And so I made a commitment that day. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But really, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, I began to press into him. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me and to train me. He taught me this whole new way of living, where we make him the source. We make him the center of everything, learning how to get into that rest that he provides. But it wasn't always easy all the time. Had to unlearn some old ways, had to learn to do things in a new way. At times, I found myself in some impossible-looking situations only to see God just come through over and over again as my trust in him began to grow. And over the course of about 10 years of just documenting what he was teaching me, what he was taking me through, 
It turned into this series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. And in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important thing that we do is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. Has the ability to create a turning point in our lives and change the trajectory of our lives moving forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. It's an opportunity to remember his sacrifice, to remember our covenant with God. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. Which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all these benefits that are found in the new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord. With deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus. All that he suffered for us. But I think it's also important we remember what his sacrifice did for us. Connecting us back to God, giving us this new covenant with him. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine or judge themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we were talking about some physical workout tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and all of our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you can fight for us. I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus.
Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into every aspect of today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals and bringing some fun and some presence into them today. So before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, to the inheritance or the promises that he had for them, they didn't just go straight there. There were steps and stages and a process along their journey. And in a similar way, for us to step into the inheritance and the promises that God has for us in Christ, I think God's got a process, steps and stages along the path. I think it just simply takes believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And then being willing to move forward with his plan. To make him Lord. where He's the boss. We follow his plan for our life. We learn to put off our old ways. We learn to embrace this new way of living. Where we learn to rest and trust in him. To allow his beautiful plan to unfold in his perfect timing. So our first fundamental. Let's get positioned in the light today. Every day, we got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. This is the on-off switch. Either we're in the light or we're in the darkness. I think getting positioned starts with humility. Jesus says, you want to become great in the kingdom of heaven? you got to humble yourself like this little child. Every day, we got to keep humbling ourselves. Because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we got to get positioned in forgiveness. Receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. And we're going to take our position in love today. Kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today, one of the greatest expressions of faith. It's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver runs the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity. We've got access to his spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, fellowship with God, fellowship with people. There's health and energy, purpose and grace, time, finances. It's all available. We've got to learn how to get in position to receive it. And then we've got to learn how to get it flowing through us, out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it in our life. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step is to magnify the light. To magnify is to make bigger or greater. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. And it's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our heart. Where we become more fixed and consistent in it. And to magnify the light. We've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. One basket of the issues and problems and testings that we face. The other basket full of our praises to God. 
praising him for who he is and all that he's done. And to magnify the light, which basket are we going to fill up with our thoughts, with our words, with our focus and attention and meditation? Which basket are we going to fill up to magnify the light? We can magnify God's word, his unfailing love and faithfulness, his mighty works, that nothing's impossible with him. We can magnify every good thing that he's done for us in Christ and just stay focused on all the things that are going well. Looking back at all that God has already done, because what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. Rather, it's in the face of those issues and problems, magnifying God instead. Because he can tr- we trust that he can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, filling up that other basket, venting, complaining, pouting, getting upset about it, toiling away, trying to figure everything out, rather than resting and trusting in him. And that's where we got to learn to recognize those symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. We might find ourselves retaliating at people or withholding good things that we know to do. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment or isolate ourselves. On the inside, you'll feel all this heaviness and weight and pressure like it's all sitting on you. You might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, like you're trapped or you're stuck and it seems like there's no way out. And all that weight and pressure just drains all the energy out of you. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future. Might be reliving bad things from the past. And unfortunately, this can become a pattern. This can become a vicious cycle that seems to keep repeating over and over again. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completeness in him. We've got fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. When we rest, God goes to work, and now all those good things that he put within us begin to flow. Everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing, and all those good things begin to flow. And now all of a sudden, we've got hope in any and every situation because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace that if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around again. I think it starts with, getting more present, recognizing those symptoms. And then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me, I've missed it. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to reconcile with somebody else or forgive somebody else, we take those steps. And then we start praising him and thanking him for his grace and his goodness. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful graceful way. Help me tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, the weight just lifts off you, everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned in today. Every day God's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us, but we've got to stay tuned into him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the very top of my journal, what we call some filters. These filters are just short phrases or statements. It keeps God's vision and plan and direction just top of mind. Helps us navigate through life, make decisions by. And so something I haven't talked about a whole lot yet is I actually use four layers of filter. I start with 
the 10-year plan, the 10-year vision, the big picture vision where I feel like God's taken me. And then I like to start with, what's the target for this year? What do I feel like God has shown me for this year? For example, my filters that I'm using, the big picture vision, abundant life training centers all over the world, making God's body healthy and beautiful. Underneath that, the one-year filter, I feel like God has shown me 2022 would be the year of the beautiful land. So underneath that, I've got my next filter. And then we've got a monthly filter. That's where we talk about installing a new filter every month. And so our monthly message this month was confidence through praise. Praising God gets us to a place of more confident faith. And then we've got a weekly filter that we use, talking about our weekly, yearly cycle updates of where we are on God's calendar. And what I've been using for my weekly filter this week, staying synced up with God, staying synchronized with him, staying in step with him. And those filters just give me reminders of the vision and the direction help me to navigate each day. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify what went well today. What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? Because the more we look for them, the more of them we're going to see. And then I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? And just get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then we're going to stay tuned into him throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection with him, just take a couple minutes, slow down. Get more aware of his presence with you. Think of it like plugging in a phone. You're going to get powered up in him again. And then the final thing I like to do in my journal is to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So what do you know to do today? That becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day, because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter one, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So now those are the very first words out of my mouth every morning. Let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing makes a big difference in our day. Then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives, to bring these good and perfect gifts from above into our life. Things that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. So let's take a look at the scripture today. Hebrews chapter 4, this is verses 9 through 11. It says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. So we see here, we're going to learn to rest from our works and learn how to enter into that rest. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest 
so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Talking about the example in the Old Testament, about how the people refused to enter into the promised land. They refused to enter into his rest. So it says it takes effort. We have to labor to enter into that rest, some versions say. And I've learned just very practically, sometimes we have areas we're believing God for. And we've got to learn how to completely get into rest in that situation. To stop toiling away, stop trying to figure it out, stop trying to force it to happen. And simply learn how to rest and trust in him. To allow him to do the work through us. So Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. In any areas where we are still not resting and trusting in you. We're asking for your help to get us to that place where we just learn to rest and we learn to trust. And that's our automatic response in that area of life. You know, it seems like we've all got buttons that can get pushed in life that that get us to get out of that rest. Help us to reprogram those buttons to stay consistently at rest in you. We're asking for your help with that today. We just thank you for this rest that you've given us in Christ. We thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Just take a moment to remember, God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. The cup of God's wrath was poured onto his body. Jesus willingly came and humbled himself, even at the death on a cross for us. He was crushed by God. He was destroyed by God. But then he's raised back to life. He's victorious over death. And now that same victorious power lives on the inside of us. He connects us back to God, makes us right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of God's dear son. Where he's the king, he's the Lord. Learning how to make him the Lord, where he's the boss. His blood cleanses us, makes atonement for us. Gives us this new covenant, this covenant relationship with God. The God is with us and for us and working for our good. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right. One of the concepts we've talked about in training, let's say you're working out, you're lifting weights, is learning how to enter into that rest. So one of the things I like to do is I like to keep the weights that I'm using in my workouts, I like to keep them pretty much the same until I get to that place. We talked about this place of confidence 
where I can confidently move that weight. Or you could look at it this way, to the place where it's automatic, where I stay under control in that weight. Where I stay under control, I stay at rest. Because sometimes you begin to lift a heavier weight, your body begins to kind of freak out a little bit. It's not used to it. And we want to train our body to stay at rest, where God's doing the work. One of the benefits of training, not just working out, but training, training our bodies to stay under control, even though there's more weight and resistance and pressure against it, staying under control in those times. And we can practice that through training. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the Abundant Life Training Center dot com.